You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. Let's take another look at the mini budget now with Nazmira Muller, the head of SA Investments at 91. And when I spoke to you, Nazmira, about an hour ago, you said, Lindsay, I'm writing something for tomorrow. Call me in an hour's time. And that's what I'm doing. What are you writing? And presumably for your stakeholders, your shareholders and your colleagues, what is the gist of your piece? Hi, Lindsay. The gist of my piece is that on close examination, what's very clear is the plausibility of this MTBPS hinges on the government's ability to conclude a four-year wage agreement before next February's budget. It's all about the wage bill. All about the wage bill. Okay, do you think it will be embraced or healthily negotiated by the unions? Well, the finance minister in his speech tried to um, take a conciliatory tone with unions, acknowledging that the flat wage bill that he's looking for can not only be borne by um, the nurses and teachers and policemen, it also needs to be shared by the politicians and senior managers across the states and state-owned enterprises. I think that's an important first step because what we've consistently heard from Kasatu is that is exactly what they need to see in order to seriously consider a overall constraint on the wage bill. Okay, so wages front and centre when it comes to your piece tomorrow and what you saw coming out of the mouth of Tito and Bueni this afternoon. What else struck you? Well, on first glance, the MCBPS looked a bit problematic. You've seen a slippage in the expenditure cuts they had planned in June, debt to GDP, which was supposed to um, peak at just under 87% of GDP in the Fiscal year ended 31st March 2024. It's been pushed out two years and now peaks at almost 96% of GDP. So those numbers don't look great. However, when you dig into them, what you see is that a lot of the reason is they're saying they're going to be able to cut expenditure by roughly 80 billion rands for non-interest expenditure less in the next two years than they had forecast in June. However, what they're looking to do is cut wages more and the other items of spending by less. And I think that's quite important because that leaves room to try and improve infrastructure and improve service delivery because we all know that just paying the public sector workers more is not going to improve service delivery. We've tried that uh, method since 2009 and it's been a complete failure. Cutting wages is one thing and uh, retrenching people and not employing people is another. Was there any... Any mention of that? In other words, not employing more people to sit around in an office shuffling pieces of paper. So what they're looking at is not cutting the wedge ball. So it's not saying we're going to pay, we currently pay 600 odd million rands in wages and we're going to pay 550 in three years time. It's more about holding the wage ball constant. And that can be achieved by retaining the same number of workers and just not supplying wage increases. It can also be achieved by cutting jobs and applying wage increases to those that retain their jobs. My preference is the former, given the dire shortage of jobs in South Africa at this point in time. What about revenue collection? Any word on that? Um, They were quite constrained on their revenue collection expectations. Not much change from the June budget. Um, I personally think there is some room for revenues to be a little bit better than expected once this year is done because the mining sector is showing fairly strong um, profit growth at this point in time. But I think it's appropriate that the Treasury is taking a conservative approach to their revenue assumptions. Okay. 
I've been looking at uh, social media briefly in the last hour and a half, two hours or so, and everybody doesn't like it. I mean, maybe I'm following the wrong people, so my sample is misrepresentative. But on the other hand, SAA keeps on coming up and people are up in arms because Tito Mbueni himself uh, said he was more or less, said, I don't know, six months ago that he was going to let it go. And now there's another 10 billion plus being given to it when no one's traveling. It's unbelievable to me. Unfortunately, SAA is the one area of the budget that I am disappointed by, as is everyone else. It's it's quite difficult to say you need to control wage expenditure when you're also saying we're going to put another 10 billion rands on top of the 16 billion rands we'd already allocated in last February's budget or February 2020's budget hmm. to this airline, um, especially when there is no clear plan for the entity. It would have been much more palatable if the government had said, we have a private sector operator that's been successfully running airlines, perhaps Ethiopian airlines, who are going to take over the running of the airline, and we just need to um, be able to fund the historical legacy costs as um, that's dealt with. That, I think, would be more palatable. The current plan, though, is there is no plan, and the budget just has this 10 billion rands in there. Um, that, I think, is a result of the way the budgeting process works. If Tito Mboweni hadn't put it in there today, it would be very difficult for Praveen Gordon to go out and negotiate um, for, for a partner for the airline um, in the future. Mm, I think the partner should come first and then the 10 billion, 10 billion can come second, quite honestly. I think they've put the cart before the horse. But anyway, um, only four months ago now to the budget uh, itself and things can change in the next four months. I mean, I'm looking at my screen now and seeing we've got internal problems and external problems as well, because most of the US uh, stock indices are down between two and a half and three percent. The rand has gone from 1605, 24 and a bit hours ago to its current level of 1640. And it was 1650 at one stage. The bond market has weakened very slightly. So things can change. Do you think they will change materially between now and four months time, the real budget, February 2021? I think it comes back to the wage fall for, if we're looking at South Africa's specific causes. I think that if we have... Um, some resolution on the wage bill, that would leave them in a much better position as you get to next year's budget. But then, as you allude to, Lindsay, there's also the global issues. Mm. Um, I think currently the U.S. markets are concerned around the continuing surge in COVID, the uncertainty around the U.S. election, and one hopes that in a week or two's time, we will have resolution on what leadership in the U.S. looks like, whether there's a stimulus plan that's going to be coming through um, hopefully quite soon after that, and um, what the outlook for global growth looks like um, by the time we get to the February budget. Nazmira, thanks so much for your analysis. That's Nazmira Muller, Head of SA Investments at 91 in Cape Town, speaking about the South African mini budget. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.